Sojourn. Chapter 12. To Know Your Enemies. Winter gave way as quickly as it had come. The snows lessened daily, and the southern wind brought air that had no chill. Driz soon settled into a comfortable routine. The biggest problem he faced was the daytime glare of the sun off the still, snow-covered ground. The drow had adapted quite well to the sun in his first few months on the surface, moving about, even fighting, in the daylight. Now, though, with the white snow throwing the glaring reflection back in his face, Driz could hardly venture out. He came out only at night, and left the daytime to the bear and the other such creatures. Driz was not too concerned. The snow would be gone soon, he believed, and he could return to his easy life that had marked the last days before winter. Well-fed, well-rested, and under the soft light of a shining, alluring moon one night, Driz glanced across the river to the far wall of the valley. "'What is up there?' the drow whispered to himself. Although the river ran strong with the spring melt, earlier that night Driz had found a possible way across it, a series of large and closely spaced rocks poking out above the rushing water. The night was still young. The moon was not halfway up into the sky. Filled with the wanderlust and spirit so typical of the season, Driz decided to have a look. He skipped down to the riverbank and jumped lightly and nimbly out onto the stones. To a man, or an orc, or most of the other races of the world, crossing on the wet, uneven-spaced, and often rounded stones might have seemed too difficult and treacherous to even make the attempt, but the agile drow managed it quite easily. He came down on the other bank running, springing over or around the many rocks and crags without a thought or care. How different his demeanor might have been if he'd known that he was now on the side of the valley belonging to Grawl, the great orc chieftain. An orc patrol spotted the prancing drow before he was halfway up the valley wall. The orcs had seen the drow before, on occasions, when Drizzt was fishing out at the river. Fearful of dark elves, Grawl had ordered his minions to keep their distance, thinking the snows would drive the intruder away. But the winter had passed, and this lone drow remained, and now he'd crossed the river. Grawl wrung his fat-fingered hands nervously when he was told the news. The big orc was comforted a bit by the belief that this drow was alone and not a member of a larger band. He might be a scout or a renegade. Grawl could not know for sure, and the implications of either did not please the orc chieftain. If the drow was a scout, more dark elves might follow, and if the drow was a renegade, he might look upon the orcs as possible allies. Grawl had been chieftain for many years, an unusually long tenure for chaotic orcs. The big orc had survived by taking no chances, and Grawl meant to take none now. A dark elf could usurp the leadership of the tribe, a position Grawl coveted dearly. This Grawl would not permit. Two orc patrols slipped out of dark holes shortly thereafter, with explicit orders to kill the drow. A chill wind blew above the valley wall, and the snow was deeper up here, but Driz didn't care. Great patches of evergreens rolled out before him, darkening the mountainous valleys and inviting him, after a winter cooped up in the cave, to come and explore. He had put nearly a mile behind him when he first realized that he was being pursued. He never actually saw anything, except perhaps a fleeting shadow out of the corner of his eye, but those intangible warrior senses told Driz the truth beyond doubt. He moved up to the side of a steep incline, climbed above a copse of thick trees, and sprinted for the high ridge. When he got there, he slipped behind a boulder and turned to watch. 
seven dark forms, six humanoids and one large canine, came out of the trees behind him, following his trail carefully and methodically. From this distance, Driz couldn't tell their race, though he suspected that they were humans. He looked all about, searching for his best course of retreat or the best defensible area. Drizzt hardly noticed that his scimitar was in one hand, his dagger in the other. When he realized fully that he'd drawn his weapons, and that the pursuing party was getting uncomfortably close, he paused and pondered. He could face the pursuers right here and hit them as they searched the last few treacherous feet of the slippery climb. No, Drizzt growled, dismissing that possibility as soon as it came to him. He could attack, and probably win, but then what burden might he carry away from the encounter? Drizzt wanted no fight, nor did he desire any contact at all. He already carried all the guilt that he could handle. He heard his pursuers' voices, guttural strains similar to the goblin tongue. Orcs. The drow mouthed silently, matching the language with the creature's human size. The recognition did nothing to change the drow's attitude, though. Drizzt had no love for orcs, He'd seen enough of the smelly things back in Menzaberanzan, but neither did he have any reason, any justification, for battling this band. He turned and picked a path and sped off into the night. The pursuit was dogged. The orcs were too close behind for Driz to shake them. He saw a problem developing. For if the orcs were hostile, and by their shouts and snarls, Driz believed that to be the case, then Driz had missed an opportunity to fight them on favorable ground. The moon had set long ago, and the sky had taken on the blue tint of pre-dawn. Orcs did not favor sunlight, but with the glare of the snow all about him, Drizzt would be nearly helpless in it. Stubbornly, the drow ignored the battle option and tried to outrun the pursuit, circling back toward the valley. Here, Drizzt made his second error, for another orc band, this one accompanied by both a wolf and a much larger form, a stone giant, lay in wait. The path ran fairly level one side of it drooping steeply down a rocky slope to the drow's left, and the other climbing just as steeply and over ground just as rocky to his right. Drizzt knew his pursuers would have little trouble following him over such a predetermined course, but he relied solely on speed now, trying to get back to his defensible cave before the blinding sun came up. A snarl warned him a moment later before a huge, bristle-haired wolf, called a warg, bounded around the boulders just above him, and cut him off. The warg sprung at him, its jaws snapping for his head. Driz dipped low under the assault, and his scimitar came out in a flash, slashing across to further widen the beast's huge maw. The warg tumbled down heavily behind the turning drow, its tongue lapping wildly at its own gushing blood. Driz whacked it again, dropping it, but the six orcs came rushing in, brandishing spears and clubs. Driz turned to flee, then ducked again just in time as a hurled boulder flew past, skipping down the rocky decline. Without a second thought, Driz brought a globe of darkness down around his own head. The four leading orcs plunged into the darkness without realizing it. Their remaining two comrades held back, clutching spears and glancing nervously about. They could see nothing inside the magical darkness, but from the rushing thumps of blades and clubs and the wild shouting, it sounded as if the entire army battled in there. Then another sound issued from the darkness, a growling feline sound. The two orcs backed away, looking over their shoulders and wishing the stone giant would hurry up and get down to them. One of their orc comrades, and then another, came tearing out of the darkness, screaming in terror. The first sped past its startled kin, 
but the second never made it. Gwenhyver latched onto the unfortunate orc and drove it to the ground, tearing the life from it. The panther hardly slowed, leaping out and taking down one of the waiting two as it frantically stumbled to try and get away. Those remaining outside the globe scrambled and tripped over the rocks, and Gwenhyver, having finished the second kill, leaped off in pursuit. Driz came out the other side of the globe unscathed, with both his scimitar and dagger dripping of orc blood. The giant, huge and square-shouldered, with legs as large as tree trunks, stepped out to face him, and Driz never hesitated. He sprang to a large stone, then leaped off, his scimitar leading the way. His agility and speed surprised the stone giant. The monster never even got his club or his freehand up to block. But luck was not with the drow this time. His scimitar, enchanted in the magic of the Underdark, had seen too much of the surface light. It drove against the stone-like skin of the fifteen-foot giant, bent nearly in half, and snapped at the hilt. Drizzt bounced back, betrayed for the first time by his trusted weapon. The giant howled and lifted its club, grinning evilly, until a black form soared over its intended victim and crashed into its chest, raking with four cruel claws. Gwenhyver had saved Drizzt again. But the giant was hardly finished. It clubbed and thrashed until the panther flew free. Gwenhyver tried to pivot and come right back in, but the panther landed on the downslope and its momentum broke away against the sheet of snow. The cat slid and tumbled and finally broke free of the slide, unharmed but far down the mountainside from Drizzt and the battle. The giant offered no smile this time. Blood seeped from a dozen deep scratches across its chest and face. Behind it, down the trail, the other ore group, led by a second howling warg, was quickly closing. Like any wise warrior so obviously outnumbered, Driz turned and ran. If the two orcs who had fled from Gwenhyver had come right back down the slope, they could have cut the drow off. Orcs had never been known for bravery, though, and those two had already crested the ridge of the slope and were running, not even looking back. Drizd sped along the trail, searching for some way he might descend and rejoin the panther. Nowhere on the slope seemed promising, though, for he would have to pick his way slowly and carefully, and no doubt with a giant ramming boulders down at him. Going up seemed just as futile, with the monster so close behind, so the drow just ran on, along the trail, hoping it wouldn't end any time soon. The sun peeked over the eastern horizon then, just another problem, suddenly one of many, for the desperate drow. Understanding that fortune had turned against him, Drizzt somehow knew even before he turned the trail's latest sharp corner, that he'd come to the end of the road. A rock slide had long ago blocked the trail. Drizzt skidded to a halt and pulled off his pack, knowing that time was against him. The work-led orc band caught up to the giant, both gaining confidence in the presence of the other. Together they charged on, with the vicious warg sprinting out to take the lead. Around a sharp bend the creature sped, stumbling and trying to stop when it tangled suddenly in a looped rope. Wargs were not stupid creatures, but this one didn't fully comprehend the terrible implications that the drow pushed a rounded stone over the ledge. The warg didn't understand, that is, until the rope snapped taut and the stone pulled the beast flying down behind. The simple trap had worked to a perfection, but it was the only advantage that Driz could hope to gain. Behind him, the trail was fully blocked, and, to the sides, the slopes climbed and dropped too abruptly for him to flee. When the orcs and the giant came around the corner, Tentatively after watching their war go for a rather bumpy ride, Driz stood to face them with a dagger in his hand. The drow tried to parlay using the goblin tongue, but the orcs would hear nothing of it. Before the first word left Driz's mouth, one of them had launched his spear.
The weapon came in a blur at the sun-blinded drow, but it was a curving shaft thrown by a clumsy creature. Drizzt easily sidestepped and then returned the throw with his dagger. The orc could see better than the drow, but it was not as quick. It caught the dagger cleanly right in the throat. Gurgling, the orc went down, and its closest comrade grabbed the knife and tore it free. Not to save the other orc, but merely to get its hands on so fine a weapon. Drizzt scooped up the crude spear and planted his feet firmly as the stone giant stalked in. An owl swooped down above the giant suddenly and gave a hoot, hardly distracting the determined monster. A moment later, though, the giant jerked forward, moved by the weight of an arrow that had suddenly thudded into its back. Drizzt saw the quivering, black-feathered shaft as the angry giant spun about. The drow didn't question the unexpected aid. He drove his spear with all of his strength right into the monster's backside. The giant would have turned to respond, but the owl swooped in again and hooted and, on cue, another arrow whistled in, this one digging into the giant's chest. Another hoot and another arrow found the mark. The stunned orcs looked all about for the unseen assailant, but the glaring brightness of the morning sun on the snow offered little assistance to the nocturnal beasts. The giant, struck through the heart, only stood and stared blankly, not even realizing that his life was at its end. The drow drove the spear in again from behind, but that action only served to tumble the monster away from Drizzt. The orcs looked at each other and all around, wondering which way they could flee. The strange owl dove in again, this time above an orc, and gave a fourth hoot. The orc, understanding the implications, waved its arms and shrieked, then fell silent with an arrow protruding from its face. The four remaining orcs broke ranks and fled, one up the slope, another running back down the way it had come, and two rushing toward Drizzt. A deft spin of the spear sent its butt end slamming into the face of one orc. Then Drizzt fully completed the spinning motion to deflect the other orc's spear tip toward the ground. The orc dropped the weapon, realizing that it could not get it back in line in time to stop the drow. The orc climbing the slope understood its doom as the signaling owl closed in. The terrified creature dove behind a rock upon hearing one hoot, but if it had been a smarter thing, it would have realized its error. By the angle of the shots that had felled the giant, the archer had to be somewhere up on the slope. An arrow knocked into its thigh as it crouched, dropping it, writhing to its back. With the orcs growling and thrashing, the unseen and unseeing archer hardly needed the owl's next hoot to place his second shot, this one catching the orc squarely in the chest and silencing it forever. Drizzt reversed his direction immediately, clipping the second orc with the spear's butt end. In the blink of an eye, the drow reversed his grip a third time and drove the spear tip into the creature's throat, digging it upward into its brain. The first orc that Drizzt had hit reeled and shook its head violently, trying to reorient itself to the battle. It felt the drow's hands grab the front of its dirty bearskin tunic then and felt a rush of air as it flew out over the ledge, taking the same route as the previously trapped warg. Hearing the screams of its dying companions, the orc on the trail put its head down and sped on, thinking itself quite clever in taking this route. It changed its mind abruptly, though, when it turned a bend and ran straight into the waiting paws of a huge black panther. Drizzt leaned back, exhausted against the stone, holding his spear ready for a throw as the strange owl floated back down the mountainside. The owl kept its distance, though, alighting on the outcropping that forced the trail's sharp bend a dozen steps away. Movement up above caught the drow's attention. He could hardly see in the blinding light, but he did make out a human-like form picking a careful path down toward him. 
The owl set off again, circling above the drow and calling, and Drizzt crouched, alert and unnerved, as the man slipped down to a position behind the rocky spur. No arrow whistled out to the owl's hooting, though. Instead came the archer. He was tall, straight, and very old, with a huge gray mustache and wild gray hair. Most curious of all were his milky white and pupilless eyes. If Drizzt had not witnessed the man's archery display, he would have believed the man blind. The old man's limbs seemed quite frail, too, but Drizzt did not let appearances deceive him. The expert archer kept his longbow bowed and ready, an arrow firmly knocked with hardly any effort. The drow did not have to look far to see the deadly efficiency with which the human could put the powerful weapon to use. The old man said something in a language that Drizzt could not understand, then in a second tongue, then in goblin, which Drizzt understood. "'Who are you?' "'Drizzt Duarden,' the drow replied evenly, taking some hope in the fact that he could at least communicate with this adversary. "'Is that a name?' the old man asked. He chuckled and shrugged. "'Whatever it is, and... Whoever you might be, and whyever you might be here, is of minor consequence. The owl, noticing movement, started hooting and swooping wildly, but it was too late for the old man. Behind him, Gwenhyver slunk around the bend and closed to within an easy spring, ears flattened and teeth bared. Seemingly oblivious to the peril, the old man finished his thought. You are my prisoner now. Gwenhyver issued a low, throaty growl, and the drow grinned broadly. I think not, Drizzt replied.